It's me. Welcome to the third installment episode of Hater at Heart. This episode is going to be a bit of a Q&A and just a bit of shit talking as it is always. We're going to start off now with the Q&A section because what's the fun in that? But we are going to start off with something that I brought up in the last episode. Andrew Cuomo. Is he retiring? I mean, we now know that he is retiring, but I feel like retiring is, you know, a bit of a gentle letdown. Like, in Arrested Development, this guy get like, I mean, in real life too, but like, you get retirement parties. (laughs) So, do you think he got a retirement party? I think he probably did, and I don't think that's right, but I don't know legally if you can fire a governor. And I also don't know if the legal repercussions of being convicted of these assaults will follow him outside of court. That is something that I do not know. And obviously there's not, there is not a lot I do know and there's a lot I don't know, but we're not here. This is not the space to be self-doubting my podcast, my hard work, no self-doubting. Anyway, this is the part where I ask you questions. What are the legal repercussions of somebody as the governor of New York being convicted of 12 sexual assaults? And I think they were all tried in the same case. And I think I talked about that in the last episode. But I don't, I don't think he gets jail time. And I've seen all these pictures of him like walking to private plans with his daughters. How fucking strained that relationship must be. Moving on to more strained relationships, um, Poot Lovato, I feel like Poot Lovato has been circling around in my brain lately because Demi Lovato has come out as non-binary. I don't know if they are still non-binary. Like, I don't know if that is how they still identify. I do not keep up, (laughs) I do not keep up with Demi Lovato, but I do keep up with Poot Lovato. And Pootlevato brings back a very specific time period for me of Pootlevato in the Hunger Games. And when I had a Tumblr account, but I didn't use it for anything. And instead, I went on Pinterest and found like Tumblr text posts that have been screenshot and put onto Pinterest. And then I followed the original creators of those text posts, which is... I mean, not a good way to find... I mean, maybe it's a good way to find what you like. You listen, Like, you hear a song and you listen to the artist. I'm getting a little bit sidetracked. But I feel like we as a society... I hate saying that. I hate saying we as a society. I hate lumping everyone together with, like, the insufferable teenager that I was when Poot Lovato first aired... But I think that Poot Lovato probably did irreparable damage to Demi's psych. Like, or is it psyche? I don't know. I feel like on SVU they say both. SVU. If you say that any cop procedural program is better than law and order special victims, like, you are literally lying to yourself. Like, you are literally lying to yourself. 
I'm rewatching it. They are getting those shameless kids on to be psychos. Like, they are getting, like, Carl and Ian. Like, everybody is a psycho on Law and Order these days. Anyway, Poot Lovato. Imagine a photo is taken of you. And it is so ugly that the public and your fan base creates an alter ego of you but it's just ugly (laughs) i probably shouldn't be laughing it's okay i don't think demi lovato is listening to this sorry not sorry demi now let's let's get on to some other important topics on this podcast but still not the q a part because i do have more things to talk about i'm rewatching svu and season 12 episode 19 is one of the best episodes season 12 episode 20 is also really good late season 12 is really really good but i love i love all of season 12 my my favorite svu season but bombshell (laughs) like the shitty acting is just like made up for it like there's i i like the acting is so shitty but the plot is just um undeniably the craziest fucking thing ever like svu is always trying to stay relevant and they're always trying (laughs) to stay connected like the jeffrey epstein saga and all of the police brutality work that they work into it and so i think it's so funny when they just throw like a random like russian sex trafficking ring into the mix because they (laughs) run out of relevant things to talk about and i like the russian sex trafficking episodes they're some of my favorites you know as someone who's russian and who's not being sex trafficked that joke was not made in good taste sorry to anyone who's listening to this and was offended by that. Please don't call my lawyer. I don't have one, but I can get one. Um, I I don't I don't know if I I feel like I could get a lawyer. I mean, if you sue me, do they give you a public defender? If any of my lawyer friends are listening to this, I hope you would defend me if I got sued. I just I have a lot of things to discuss on this episode because the next couple episodes I have lined up. Um. I have guests coming in and I'm very, very, very excited for these guests, but I kind of need to get, you know, a lot on the table to present these guests to you with a full heart. So we're kind of just checking off like my mental checklist and now we need to move on to um, American Horror Story. And I started watching American Horror Story a lot later than everyone else did and I honestly don't really care, but I was taken aback by the most basic premise of the season that was cult i don't remember the number of the season because i'm not a fucking psychopath sorry for the swearing you guys i know there's lots of kids listening to this i hope there's not um but the premise of american horror story in this season cult it is based around the 2016 election which came down to be between donald trump and hillary clinton 
which I'm sure you all know. And yes, I failed to mention this about the American election because as an American, I'm so self-centered and I don't really know of any other big election that happened in 2016 that, a, that American Horror Story covered. And so it's based around these like lesbian parents and their son. And well, I guess their son doesn't really have much to do with it other than, you know, plot device. Their, their son does not pass the Bechdel test. The Sundle test, I don't even know. <laughs> but the basic premise is that these two women have campaigned a lot for Hillary Clinton, and they are big Hillary Clinton fans because they are liberals, and liberals love Hillary Clinton, liberals love Hillary Clinton, liberals love her. And <laughs> Sarah Paulson's character does not vote for Hillary Clinton. She votes for the ever-so-controversial Jill Stein. And when Hillary Clinton loses, and they lived in Michigan, which was a big swing state where she lost, um, <laughs> her wife, Sarah Paulson's character's wife, looks a little bit like Ellen DeGeneres, round as fuck face, ugly pixie haircut, torments Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson's character, with her phobia of clowns. And then, um, whatever his name is, Evan Peters' character is like any guy you've gone on a bad date with, but he has blue hair. I don't know why he has blue hair. It seems a bit, like, contradictory. Like, imagine, ugh, and we're not gonna get into Evan Peters' blue hair, but I don't think that, I think that season doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't think any of American Horror Story makes sense. I think, like, like, Asylum is, like, one of the best seasons. But, like, the alien plotline, like, the Nazi plotline, like, the Nazi plotline even made, like, a little bit of sense. And I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. But the Nazi plotline, like, okay. <laughs> this is fucking weird, but I can see why you did it. But the alien plotline? I do not understand at all. I I don't think it's relevant. I don't think the CGI is particularly good. Unlike in the movie I just watched, Suicide Squad, where the CGI was amazing. It was not. It was terrible. I was just watching Birds of Prey, and it was so much better the first time I watched it. It seemed so much more like a feminist cash grab, and I hate using words of discrimination against Margot Robbie because she is oh my god, I love Margot Robbie, but I don't know, I was watching that movie the second time around, and I was like, Harley Quinn is the only interesting character to me. I do not care. <laughs> I could have cared about the Huntress, except for she had this horrific hologram, slightly mesh crop top on, and I did not think that the costume department I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were doing. This is one thing that I don't like about DC and that I do like about Marvel. Their costume department is boring as hell. They do not try and do anything. They stick to the classics. They objectify women. They objectify men. They stick to the classics. Someone is slamming doors in this building. Okay. Okay, some of these questions fucking suck. 
and by fucking suck I mean they make no sense so if you don't see one like a lot of people submitted a lot of questions to me um if I don't read it it's because I literally can't make sense of what you're saying or I didn't have an opinion strong enough to share um okay question one what do your favorite no do your favorite texts share some common sense or feeling if so what is it like I'm going to do this with books and I'm not going to include poetry or anything because I view like more classic literature and poetry as very different things. I like, I like mostly books written by women. I weirdly like a lot of poetry written by men. Like I really like Chen Chen and Frank O'Hara and Richard Saikun and Ocean Vuong. But I like my books to be written by women a lot of the time. Like, I really like Otessa Mushfeg, Donna Tartt, you know, I don't know, the classics, Lily King, Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte, Daphne, oh my god, who wrote Rebecca? The book Rebecca, I'm forgetting her and I'm blanking on her name. But, um, I really like books written by women, even if they're about men, especially if they're about men. Donna Tart writes man like she is a man and not a good man. Um, that was the dumbest fucking thing to say ever. I don't know why I said that. I also love Toni Morrison. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I just started Sula. And by, I mean, I just started Sula. I mean, it got put into a pile of books I'm currently reading because I, I read like 10 billion things at once because I'm not a good person. The feeling that all those books share is well all those authors books share is some level of despair and um not sarcasm but a specific view on the world <laughs> i don't know exactly what they have they all have like they all have a feeling in common like they all have the same sort of hopelessness i don't often like a happy ending i kind of like a hopeless ending like i really like the ending in the goldfinch like i don't know who knows what happened not me <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm not speaking very well tonight you guys it's sort of late and it's really hot and i can't have a fan or the aircon on because i'm recording this stupid fucking podcast okay Next question. Why do you like murder mysteries so much? Because I like to solve them before the book does. Because it makes me feel smart. And I really like crime procedural TV shows. Aforementioned Law and Order. Aforementioned NCIS. Um, I like Criminal Minds. I just got tired of Spencer Reed. I was just like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody gives a shit that your mom is schizophrenic. I just, I did not care about him at all. Um, <laughs> I really watch a lot of Law & Order. I watch mostly Law & Order Special Victims Unit, but I do watch some regular Law & Order. Okay. Um, next question. Do you feel yourself getting wiser, or do you still feel as naive as you have always been? I feel very naive a lot of the time. I feel very naive in a lot of dating situations and a lot of romantic situations because... I have not had a, I've, I've had a lot more experiences than my friends, but I've not had, um, 
a lot of experience. I don't know. I just, I don't like to date. And so I don't do it very often. But then when I do, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. And it's just hypocritical. But who isn't a gigantic hypocrite? Okay, moving on. Um, What are common themes in your dreams? Lately, I have been having dreams of being like in the snow and being very cold and in a lot of trouble. So, God, something's going to happen to me in the winter. Um, Thoughts on fashion. Okay, throwback to last episode where I said I would talk about fashion and fast fashion, and then I didn't. I think that the fact that fast fashion is so controversial in our society is so interesting to me. You have these people who are diehard against fast fashion in a productive way. And then you have Depop resellers, and I, like I like I'm friends with some Depop resellers, but I don't like respect their line of work. Like, just tell people to go to the thrift store. I saw this girl online, like, she it was like you know when you send someone like outfit inspiration and then they send you back pieces. This girl was sending people back links for twenty five dollars. I was actually like I'm I was going to like put her on the fucking guillotine i was so sick of this girl shit i was like oh my god you have a land's end backpack oh my god you have flare low low rise jeans oh my god you're my god i'm so i was literally so sick of that girl i was about to comment hate i think i actually did comment hate i'm kind of a liberal hate commenter unfortunately actually i feel like most of the time i send the video someone like comment hate in the message unrelated to my hatefulness it is so polarizing but it's not polarizing like anything else is not polarizing like you know queer people or racism it is polarizing in the way that some people just don't give a shit like buy like two thousand dollars of ugly ass clothes from sheen and they're like i hate all of these but i'm not gonna return them because i have so much money to spend and then like everybody's like calling them out on it in like like a little like gay way they're like they're like um fast fashion oh my god clearly this person does not give a shit it is the same thing as like the save the turtles movement and has been co-opted by like childish teenagers and vegan moms and it's just not productive nothing is going those that group is not moving any political agenda forward teens are the future teens are not the now teens will grow older and then they will be the now because that's in the future so when you say teens are the future yes because you were once the future what the fuck were you doing when you were 13 no one does anything at 13 other than like follow trends anyway I keep hating on 13 year olds tough age okay thoughts on porn um oh I actually needed elaboration on this um I think that people want especially cis women I have found especially cis white women want to be empowered by porn so bad I support sex workers from the bottom of my heart but that does not mean that I think that it is like reclaiming your body 
because who do you think like you are selling your product to it's not all like your tiktok fan base you're not like because a lot of those people are like 17 years old or like i don't know like don't have like their own credit card so they can't like buy your only fans like i i understand it and i think that a lot of people resort to sex work in a time of need and distress and it haunts them for life and a lot of very young women are turning to sex work as something they see to be liberating and I personally do not think it is liberating because you are just putting yourself on a platter just because you are choosing to does not mean you are subverting the objectification. It does not mean that you are subverting being an object to these people who are consuming your product. I don't know what else to call it other than product. And it seems so disrespectful to women who have actually suffered to post like bikini pics this bella thorne to post like bikini pics and get millions and also when cash me outside girl from dr phil the second she turned 18 she had an only fans do you think that is liberating do you think that is doing any good for that girl other than bringing her money and like a bucket load of trauma with the fact that wasn't she like the top creator on that site the fact that she just turned 18 Some of those photos are undoubtedly of her 17-year-old self. Like, that is not liberating for anyone. That is harm. People were so desperately... I saw Instagram countdowns. Like the thing you use for someone's birthday or when it's Christmas. For her 18th birthday. So that she could post porn. Oh my god. It was just... I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me on this, and I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Um, I think that you can be empowered by something, but that does not mean that it is empowering as an act. Final thoughts on that. What do you think? Okay, next question, less controversial. What do you think is very characteristically New England- since I've never been, I'm very curious to know. Um, I I live in, I'm like surrounded by orchards. And so there's a lot of apples around me all the time. So it's so characteristically New England. Like I go apple picking and I like walk like two minutes and I get to like one of the state's largest apple orchards. And then we get cider donuts and I talk to my like childhood friend who I've known since preschool I think something very New England core is like (laughs) like eventually you have to go like you go to that birthday party once a year where you're wearing like like pantyhose and like a skirt and like very white sneakers and like a polo shirt and this is definitely like 
upper class New England, like, these are only the parties of people who go to, like, the, like, fancy-ass boarding schools near me, but if I get invited to, like, their birthday party, not, like, a party, but, like, their parents are having kids over as a birthday party, <laughs> because rich parents do that until their kids turn 18, like, those kids have birthday parties until they leave the house, I think it is very quintessential New England to, like, empty your bank account on a present for this girl that you haven't talked to in, like, three years because you don't want to be embarrassed. Um, but quintessential New England is also, like, Cape Cod and fall and apple cider donuts and maple creamies and weirdly track and field. Feels very New England to me. Feels very, very New England to me. Oh my gosh, the relevant questions. Favorite and least favorite girl boss. Someone, one of my friends doesn't like Amy Dunn. And, oh, I don't know. That gives me some, like, like you've really sided with Nick in Gone Girl. That's the Amy I'm talking about. Like, you really sided with Nick? I don't know. Tells me a lot about that person. <laughs> I really like Amy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> who okay we're gonna go least favorite and then we're gonna go favorite and then we're just gonna go we're gonna like juggle them um least favorite girl boss Chloe mm, Kardashian I don't like her people praise her and for what and for what I she's just like my least favorite because she's not entertaining she's not really providing anything to our society and then okay on the flip side another i don't think amy dunn is my favorite girl boss actually i don't think at all i think my favorite girl boss might have to be mm, okay fictional i mean i guess not fictional but from literature <laughs> lisa from girl interrupted girl boss um literal definition um but not fictional um if there's a lot of like heavy breathing and like abrupt pauses i've been having like the most severe stomach issues <laughs> um <laughs> so i have to like take breaks and compose myself and i'm like getting really sweaty in my like hot ass bedroom with like no air circulation but anything for the pod anything for the pod my favorite girl boss mm, maybe Katy perry just i kissed a girl like california girls the one that got away part of me i like she's i don't she was kind of like my like my life <laughs> i don't know i loved her um, in 2013, Katy Perry released her album Prism, and I think it was on Prism that the legendary song, what, it wasn't on, it wasn't on Prism, what fucking album was it on? Anyway, the Katy Perry song, Peacock, is legendary. Oh, of course it was on Teenage Dream. Her fucking best album ever, Teenage Dream. 2010. I, oh my god. 
she like I lost my mind when I first heard Peacock I was like oh my god no one has ever done this before no one had um first song okay next question next question next question first song you ever really remember hearing hmm 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 um maybe love song by the cure actually my dad no friday i'm in love my dad played friday i'm in love by the cure when i was little constantly or this one this one song that i had on cd was like bengal tiger where are you it, it was like bengal tiger bengal tiger where are you hiding i'm not gonna sing the rest of it because i can't sing it all um i remember that song so vividly oh my god i'm gonna need to sound i'm gonna need to look that up um and that bengal tiger song definitely but i don't know what it's called so let's say friday i'm in love by the cure <laughs> a book that saved your life Um, in third grade, like Harry Potter, <laughs> in third grade, Harry Potter, recently, Blue Nights by Joan Didion. I read that. Oh my gosh, my life was kind of like, you know, changed. <laughs> I'm so not eloquent right now. Guys, my second episode of the podcast did so much worse than my first and it was such a better episode. This episode is so much worse than both of them. I don't know what's going on. I probably have, like, I don't know. I don't have appendicitis. They don't think. They say I don't. Thoughts on instant coffee? It was not good when I had it. Mm, But also, it's, like, at school I drank a lot of instant coffee because the coffee provided in, like, the dining hall is not good. So I to drink a lot of instant coffee but I don't I don't drink it often to say that I drink a lot of it I guess I just lied okay I would literally be canceled if I was famous like Madison Beer was canceled for being like a pathological liar like literally it's fun if I was famous I would pull a SZA too like I don't have a TV like I have a TV no I don't there's a TV in your picture no there isn't no I didn't no I didn't no there isn't no I didn't okay Top five music artists answered in the first episode. What does the color yellow remind you of? Unfortunately, Dodie Yellow. Unfortunately, YouTuber Phenomena. Phenomena. <laughs> YouTuber Dodie Clark is the only thing I can think of when I think of yellow. I don't think of like the sun or sunflowers. I have like zero yellow in my room except for my National Geographic magazines. And Frida Kahlo is something on her dress, on her giant poster. Um, like, I don't have any yellow in my room that isn't, like, like, part of something that is largely not yellow. I don't like yellow because I loved yellow so much for a while. And I don't, I don't know, Dodie Clark is not interesting to anyone anymore. She's only interesting to 12-year-olds, and that is not a bad thing. 12-year-olds spend their parents' money. I'm just saying that, like... She has not kept her fan base versus when she had, like, alcohol problems and posted, like, 30-minute, like, 
terrifying like videos on her snapchat story of like her sobbing in the dark <laughs> and then her friends had to intervene and like take away like snapchat from her because she was oversharing too much like you guys don't know that girl <laughs> okay first thing you do i do upon waking up um i go back to sleep for like five minutes i I wake up early every morning and then I go back and sleep for five minutes and then I wake up again. It doesn't matter how late I wake up. I have to wake up and then go back to sleep and then I can wake up. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but then I check my phone or I pee. I'm not exciting. I don't read. The first thing I wake up, I often read in like random spurts i read a lot on the beach i read a lot on the beach mm, my go-to i can't be bothered cooking meal pasta with butter or fried egg and spinach like in oil and then i eat them separately because i well like i make a <laughs> make a fried egg sometimes or toast on butter but i really like fried eggs i don't really like eggs but i really like fried eggs i think they're a good experience and i think that everyone in their life should learn how to make a good fried egg um the only hard part is i don't like yolks a lot and so i like to keep the yolks intact so that you know i can like fold it into a bunch of whites and i also want the yolk to be cooked all the way through the problem presents itself when I'm flipping the egg and I do not get a good enough grip on the egg. The yolk bursts. And then one side of my egg is completely yellow and completely covered in yolk. And then my yolk to egg white ratio is all off. And my meal is ruined. <laughs> my meal is ruined. Okay. What's on your bag slash wallet slash pocket of a jacket? Um, my wallet is like, it's, a, it's pretty much a floral design. It's kind of like a paisley floral design. I like it. It's very tasteful. Um, has my student ID um, and my credit card, my debit card, and my health and car insurance. You don't get to know anything else about that. Um, <laughs> my bag is um it's a little patchwork bag i don't really think it's a tote bag it's pretty patchworky it has a little pocket that i put my airpods in before they were stolen <laughs> um and yeah it's great it like it's also reversible so if it gets too like if i drop like a granola bar or something or it gets like crummy on the inside or it just gets like dirty I can just flip it inside out and then I still have the tote bag. The pattern is like slightly more blue on one side, slightly more red on the other side, but that really doesn't concern me. It's a pretty America tote bag. <laughs> okay. Snippets from Fever Dream Notes written in Notes app. Ooh. Okay. I had this dream on the 21st of September. Bleep smoked me out in our like my school's like recreational like one of our athletic buildings 
and I hit my head really hard against the wall. This is just what I've written in my notes. I don't remember my dreams other than what I said earlier about I've been getting really lost in the woods lately <laughs> in my dreams in the snowy woods um and then oh my god dream about ex-boyfriend at my house and we had a really fun time but then like we wanted to have sex so we kicked Amina one of my friends out why the f was she there written in my notes but I don't remember us having sex anyway then we went outside by the barn and made out for a while and then my dad cut us so we ran into the lower pasture and cuddled in the field but there were a lot of bugs like a tornado of bugs but this all seemed very fun and normal and somehow we ended up near my friend Lily's house um and we had to walk back to my house because I had to pee <laughs> um and this dream was shorter and in this dream he was shorter than me and then for some reason um, I don't know anyone at my school with this name anyway, was also there and she told me to dump him because he was cheating on me with Lauren Gray or he was cheating on Lauren Gray with me and then my roommate woke me up. <laughs> um, I wrote down my dreams for a while actually and by a while I mean I have 21 September to October, 20 September in my notes. Um, and <laughs> the, the dream I had on the 2nd of October, I guess on the 1st of October, was nothing. I don't remember it. <laughs> so, clearly I don't have a lot of introspective, you know, dreams. I kind of just get lost and I get cold. Okay. I don't know how to do editing you guys i'll pay you like five bucks an episode if you can help me edit my podcast episode i mean it i mean it i mean it um but this is a time for podcast review on episode two maybe i should have done this at the beginning don't care okay this episode by anonymous source because i literally trust me i did not write this this episode is truly everything you need in a podcast a work of artistic sincerity. I live inside Desdemona's head 24-7, so it doesn't take much for me to feel transported there, but I think that if I were a stranger listening to this podcast, I would feel a deep, lifelong connection to her after just 40 minutes of listening. I laughed. I thought. I sat down on the edge of a boardwalk and looked at a snake curled up in the grass for no less than five whole minutes. I listened to this episode while on a long walk, and I would highly recommend doing the same. This review is completely genuine. I think Hater at Heart episode 2 is a work of art worthy of the MoMA, and you should listen to it. Um, maybe I should have like, posted that on my Instagram or something. <laughs> but I I was too embarrassed to. It just, it was like, why? It just felt weird to post like praise for my own, but I guess that's, you know, just, you know, being self-conscious. I wonder, I wonder if you guys can hear my cat purring. She's a very loud purr. Um, our final question that was given to me was, what is your favorite poem? But I said I would do a little poetry segment in every episode of the podcast. So, this segment is going to, I'm just going to talk about, like, quotes I like, I guess. I will be reading 
a poem, but this is okay. This is a quote that I really love from The Bloody Chamber by Angela Carter. I caught sight of myself in the mirror, and I saw myself suddenly as he saw me. My pale face, the way my muscles in my neck struck out like thin wire. I saw how much that cruel necklace became me. And for the first time in my innocent and confined life, I sensed in myself a potentiality for corruption that took my breath away. Um, this poem I'm about to read is one of my favorite poems that I haven't, I don't think, I haven't talked about Anne Sexton on the pod at all, and I feel like I've talked about a lot of other poets, but I have not talked about Anne Sexton. She's not only a poet, so I wanted to talk, I wanted to read one of her poems, my favorite poem by her, called Portrait of an Old Woman on the College Tavern Wall. Portrait of an Old Woman on the College Tavern Wall. Oh, down at the tavern, the children are singing around their round table and around me still. Did you hear what it said? I only said how there is a pewter urn pinned to the tavern wall, as old as old is able to be and be there still. I said the poets are there. I hear them singing and lying around their round table and around me still. Across the room is a wreath made of a corpse's hair framed in glass on the wall, as old as old is able to be and be remembered still. Did you hear what it said? I only said how I want to be there and I would sing my songs with the lyres and my lies with all the singers. And I would. And I would, but it's my hair in the hair wreath. My cup pinned to the tavern wall, my dusty face they sing beneath. Poets are sitting in my kitchen. Why do these poets lie? Why do children get children? And did you hear what it said? I only said how I wanted to be there. Oh, down at the tavern where the prophets are singing, around their round table until they are still oh that po- that poem knocks me out just i love repetition in poems i love repetition in poems it's it's just it makes every i mean it makes everything so much more repetitive <laughs> this next poem is by ross gay it is about him and his mother's relationship but ross gay should not be confused with roxanne gay Same initials, same last name, but they are not the same, okay? (laughs) Ending the estrangement. From my mother's sadness, which was, to me, unbearable until it felt to me not like what I thought it felt like to her, and so felt inside myself, like death, like dying which I would almost have rather done, though adding to her sadness would rather die than do. But by sitting still, like what, in fact, it was a form of gratitude, which when last it came drifted like a meadow lit by torches of cardinal flower, one of whose crimson blooms, when a hummingbird hovered nearby, 
I slipped into my mouth, thereby coaxing the bird to scrawl on my tongue its heart's frenzy, its fleet nectar-questing song, with whom, with you, dear mother, I now sing along. Ooh, what a powerful poem. What a powerful poem. Okay, guys. I'm really tired. My phone doesn't know me anymore. Despite how much they listen to me, they're sending me upcoming live concert notifications about Harry Styles performing on Monday, October 25th. Don't care. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Or maybe sooner. XOXO. Bye, haters.